Welcome, welcome, welcome back uh, to Eyes and Nerdies Podcast, man. My name is Justin Polk. I try to host this podcast as frequently as possible. It has been a long time since I've recorded one of these podcasts. This will be episode four. Um, if you heard the other three, you know I dive deep into a variety of topics from music to sports to movies to television to social issues. Whatever I have an opinion on, I'm going to speak on it here. Um, I educate myself on all these topics that I speak on. I don't want to walk in. I don't want to be talking about things that I don't understand. So I make sure I uh, educate myself on all these topics and all these subjects and, and try to give you my point of view, my perspective, my my opinion on what, or what I see or what I want to change in a certain area. And, I mean, there's nothing else we can talk about this this episode is more important than uh, the death of Sandy Bland and the mystery of it all, and the, the disturbing images and just the disturbing reality of driving while black or just being black in America. It's real. It's a real. It's a real problem that's that I don't sit into. I mean, we just. Literally went through like a month of debating over should the Confederate flag be taken down in South Carolina. There are people out there who believe this, that the, the Confederate flag has nothing to do with slavery. Has nothing to do with slavery. People believe that. You know why they believe this? It's bigger than uh, just systemic racism. It's bigger than systemic racism. It's bigger than just racism. It's, it's complete lack of caring, you know what I'm saying, it's just, it's ridiculous, it's ridiculous, our school books evidently are not teaching us that, hey, the confederate, the confederate flag represents the south who wants a war with the north so they can get their slaves back, that's what the whole civil war is about, but no, people want to ignore that, it's southern pride, the confederate flag, it just shows that, hey, I'm from the south, that's what I represent. You know what that is? You know what that is? You know, you know what Southern Pride is? A segregation. A segregation. Why is there a North and a South thing still? This is 2015. What are you talking about? Southern Pride. What? What does that even mean? My family's from the South. My grandmother is from, from Louisiana. My other grandmother from Georgia. I, my, one of my grandfathers is from Mississippi. You know what I'm saying? I know about Southern Pride. Southern Pride is just, it just it's pride of where you're from. It's nothing to do with South and North. Just, hey, I'm from Mississippi. I'm from Louisiana. I'm from Texas. I'm, I'm, I'm from wherever. That's all that is. I got Chicago Pride. You know what I'm saying? If I don't walk around with a flag that was at war with the American flag and lost. And call that a symbol of my pride. That's stupid. I don't disrespect anybody out there, man. I can't knock you for being ignorant on the topic. You know what I'm, I'm, I'm just begging you do your research, educate yourself because you've been misinformed. You've been lied to. Or you're just not willing to learn the truth. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it's not just white people who are doing this. It's people of all races who believe that this flag is not does not symbolize hatred, does not symbolize a group of people who are fighting to keep slavery, 
a part of this country. Slavery went on for 200 plus years. It's been abolished for just over 150 years. And when, don't get me started on Jim Crow laws. Like, it's, like, if people don't understand why black people, specifically, I guess, have a problem with the Confederate flag, they're just ignorant, man. I guess ignorance really is bliss. But if you don't understand that, man, you are living in a, in a, in a, in a fantasy land. Filled with ignorance and happiness, I guess. Because <laughs> these are the same people. People that believe the Confederate flag is not symbolized hate are the same people that believe racism does not exist anymore. The same people who believe Sandy Bland was wrong or quote-unquote belligerent with the police. I watched that video three times and my heart grew heavier each time. The video of her arrest. Because I watched this officer, I'm not sure what race or what gender or what anything the person that the, the cop first pulled over was. Nothing go over warning. It was light. Nice. I watched how he sped up like behind Sandy Glenn. She changed lanes. I do it all the time when police come up behind me and change the lane because I don't want to be in the police moving away. Just don't want to be in his way. Anybody who's going like fast behind me anyway. I'm going to the next lane. Go, go your speed limit. I'm going to go mine. Do your thing, Bob. Let me say I'm going to the other lane. So, so, so she does that. She gets put over for not um, using her, her blinker. Okay, maybe that's the thing. And maybe that's the kind of cop you are. You pull people over for that kind of thing. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna knock you for doing your job. That is your job. That's technically ticket warranted. I guess warrant, a warranted ticket. I guess. I don't know. But yeah, moving on. She smokes a cigarette. He gets mad. Tells her, okay, got the car. Never tells her why he's arrested. She asks, why am I under arrest? No answer. He eventually started saying resisting arrest. Now my question is, I was watching the Young Turk, so my question is, um, same thing Jake Newton said. Jake Newton said a great thing on the Young Turks. It's a YouTube news uh, outlet. He asked, how was she resisting arrest if it was never stated what, what she was initially under arrest for? Then, then, then it says that she's arrested for assaulting an officer. Now my, my thing is, how was she under arrest for assaulting the officer if he was arresting her before she even had a chance to touch him? I don't even think she touched him. It said maybe that she needed him. I, I didn't see that part of the video. I, I, I didn't that first, I guess. I looked at it again, probably. He said she needed him in one, in one uh, instance. I didn't see that, but he, I'm going to check it out. But either if so, I'm pretty sure it happened after he reached into her car and tried to pull her out. Nothing that she did, I don't care how how smart mouth she was being towards him, and I don't think she was being smart mouth, I think she was in her right to talk the way she talked. She didn't, she didn't yell at him. She didn't curse him out. Up to the point where when he, when he pulled out the car, he, he, she never gave him any sort of, like, ugh, like disrespect. She made a game of attitude, because... One, she's black and she knows what goes on with police. She just, I, I don't, 
I don't look at police and say, man, the police, I respect police because they police. I respect a police officer that does their job. I, I, I would definitely say that. But I'm going to be like, oh, the police deserve my utmost respect because they're police. Why Why is that a thing now? Like, why do we give these police this authority to be just, you know what I'm saying, dictators? Uh, they give, that's why they have this God complex. Like, if you talk back to a cop, it's like you, you can get arrested for that. How is that a thing? What? Because so, she was snarky and she had a certain tone with the cop. That enables him. That gives him the right to open her car door, reach in her car, try to grab her out of there. Put it, put, it, put his knee in her back. Like, what warranted the situation? And I will get into the whole, there's a picture online now uh, of her mugshot. And people were saying maybe she was lying on the ground dead in the mugshot. I'm not going to get into that conspiracy theory. I'm, I'm hoping it's not true. Because that's a different kind of evil that I'm not even ready to ready to even contemplate, you know? So hopefully that's not true. Um, but this is, this is a sad reality. Being black in America is becoming harder. Like, it's becoming harder. And if you think about this 50 years ago, 50 plus years ago, the March on Washington, you know, the Jim Crow laws are abolished. All that happened 50 plus years ago. My pops is not even a teenager yet. My dad was not even, a teenager, not even a teenager yet. My mom wasn't a teenager yet. You know, my 93-year-old grandmother was in her 40s. I wasn't even a figment of anyone's imagination. But we're still going through these same struggles. 50 years is not a long time. But there has not been that much progress. People want to say, oh, it's been a lot of progress. It hasn't been that much. If you really think about it. Yeah, okay. We can go to the same bathroom. That shouldn't have been a problem to begin with. That just that is just inhumane that we weren't able to do that. This now was just a different kind of disrespect. This is like I don't even like the Jim Crow laws made it as okay, it's a law that this that we're treated this way. This now is just like we don't care about the laws. We're gonna do this no matter what. It's like we have nothing, we have no chance. We have a black president, right? We're black president, that's the thing everyone wants to point out. It's racism dead, but we were black president. My man, don't you realize this is not a dictatorship? This is democracy. So yes, we were black president. But if the entire Congress is white and the majority of the Congress is Republican, meaning they oppose the president's views and the president's ideologies and his whole belief system, then they're going to disagree a lot, meaning nothing, or at least very little, was going to be changed. Very little is going to be changed. Very little. Just think about that for a second. Like how we blame Obama, we blame the president for all this stuff. But what he, his power is limited because what's a, because the Congress around him. Bush had his squad with him. Bush had his whole group. They were set. Bush made an impact of, of, of idiocy because he was surrounded by his fellow idiots. Barack is here. He's with some of Bush's idiots. Still, 
on that. Just, just weighing down on him. And now, I'm not saying Barack has been a great president. He hasn't been a great president. He's been good. He's, but he's definitely not lived up to what I expected or what I wanted him to do. And yes, that's most. That's, that's because of the Congress. It's also because he's been soft in many arenas. He's been, he's been soft on many, on many of his points. He hasn't. He hasn't stood strong on many grounds, and that's a fact. Now, recently, now that he, now, now that he's um, about to be out of office, he's been being more firm. You know, he's, he's been showing that that. You know, that way he carries himself now is reminiscent of the times in 2007, 2008, when he was running running for office. He's reminiscent of that. He, he's, he's, he's have that, he has that energy to him again, and it's, it's good to see, but it's like, it's too little too late at this point. I'm glad that this, his, the Obamacare thing stuck. Um, I'm, I'm glad that the, um, the gay marriage bill passed, you know, all couples are allowed to be married. Same-sex marriage is legal. That's a great thing, you know. And those are two great stances. Those, those are that's gonna be a big part of his legacy. That's a great thing. Of course, killing Osama. That's all a big part of his legacy, and I'm, it's gonna be it's gonna make him a memorable a memorable president. That's awesome because he's a black person. He's always gonna look at as the first black person, and that also shows my opinion why racism is still alive and well because we still see things as black and white. Racism won't be dead until we start seeing things as black and white. That's just how it is. So like Fences, right? Fox News. They are the main ones leading this rally of saying racism is dead, but they're the main ones constantly pointing out black on black crime. Think about that. Black on black crime. What does that mean? People always try to throw this at, at me in an argument or a debate. I'm sitting like, what is black on black crime? What is that? What is, what is white on white crime? What is that? Like, no one ever says white on white crime. Mexican on Mexican crime. We can always make crime. Puerto Rican or Puerto Rican crime. Chinese or Chinese crime. Japanese or Japanese crime. Irish on Irish crime. No, it's black on black crime, and the rest is just crime. They are segregating crime, people. I'm saying they're segregating crime. Black on black crime? That's a thing? I'm from Chicago. I'm saying I'm from Chicagoland area. The west side is two minutes from the crib. You feel me? Like most of my homies are from the west side. Most of them. I know a few people who've been who, who who've been victims of gang violence. But no, we ain't gonna call it gang violence. It's black on black crime. It's not. It's not just crime. It's not just murder. You gotta put a face on it. Think about that. Next time you let's time you use the term black on black crime. Ask yourself why you're calling it that. Ask yourself why. Why? Like why is why is race in, why is race involved 
in crime between gangs or or just criminals killing innocent civilians? Why is there a race involved in that? Unless it's just a, a plain hate crime. Like Dylan Roof? That's a rape that involves race. That's a hate crime. He went into that church in Charleston, South Carolina to kill nine black people. Not just to kill some Christians. That's <laughs> an idiot on Fox News trying to sell it. He went in there to kill black people because he was tired of them. And allegedly, a black man stole his girlfriend from him, I guess. His girlfriend left him for a black man. You understand me? That is something that's real. That's hate. That's that's white and black crime. That's a hate crime. A race-baited crime. But people don't see this. People don't see how black-on-black crime is a troubled term. Oh, man. Why would that... Why we kill? We keep killing. Why we keep killing each other, bro? If you don't, if you don't kill that noise, I hate people that say that. You gotta stop killing each other first before before we expect us to be, be respected. What? We have to respect ourselves before we're respected? What do you mean? Your ancestors were slaves for two hundred years. Your grandparents had to live through segregation. And you gonna tell me that unless we respect ourselves, we shouldn't expect to be respected? If that's not the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life, I don't know what is. Then it's always the whole we need more black businesses. I agree with this. But you acting like it's easy to do that. Are you forgetting about Tulsa, Oklahoma back in the early 1900s? When they literally burnt down an entire town that have only black businesses, black hospitals, black churches, black schools, black everything. We had our own community in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And they literally burned it down. What do you think these drugs and guns come from in our community? You think we just out here just... Just going to Columbia, going wherever you have to go to get these drugs, manufacture them, and then distribute them? Ask yourself, why is it in Chicago? Are there, is it almost every month another Chicago public schools being closing down? Why they were able to put millions and millions and millions into building another Wrigley Field? Ask yourself these things. I'm not making up lies. I'm not making up stories. I'm not making up, I'm not making up lies. This systemic racism is real. It's real. In the depths of Sandy Bland, Trayvon Martin, Michael Brown, Freddie Gray, Walter Scott, Eric Gardner, Tamir Rice, Ezell Ford, Oscar Grant, Jordan Davis. These are just these are just the highlights. This is the highlight reel. That's the stuff the media was able to, to snag. Oh, this this is this is a story. You put this on the put this on the headline. These are tragic deaths. 
But deaths like these aren't, these aren't new. These aren't new things. These aren't new things. And even, even as these stories are being broadcasted, there are people out there who are talking about, oh, I'm tired of hearing about this. Imagine living through it. Imagine living through life in a community where all of the citizens and residents of the community are black people. All the cops are white or out of area residents who are paid to terrorize. To terrorize. It's a real thing, man. People aren't just... It, we're not making this stuff up. <laughs> These are not fiction. These are not fairy tales. They aren't. Like, Sandy Bland's death is... Even if she did kill herself. Say she killed herself, right? She shouldn't have been in jail to begin with. She was in jail... Basically, for not signaling a lane change. If you go down to the brass tacks, that's pretty much the reason she's in jail, right? Or is it because she's a black woman who spoke up for herself? I don't know, man. Let's change topics, though, man. I can go on for that for days and days and days. Um, If you heard the podcast before, you know I talk about music a little bit. And um, there's some music I want you guys to check out. Um, my own music group is a, I guess you want to say, underground, quote-unquote, underground hip-hop um, label who just distribute great music on the regular. They have artists like Apollo Brown, Odyssey, um, La Orange. La Orange, I'm going to talk about La Orange right now. Open Mike Eagle. Um, but La Orange dropped an album earlier this year with um, a Chicago rapper in July. Jeremiah J. Um, it's a dope album. I think you guys should definitely check it out. It's people are comparing it. If you may never do them, they're comparing it to MF Doom and uh, Mad Lib's album, classic album, um, Mad Goodly. And I'm not gonna say it's of that caliber, but you know, it's a a pretty solid album. I think this album is I'm probably gonna put it in my top five here. I'm thinking my top five here right now. Like, I deal with Kendrick Lamar's Skill Butterfly, Odyssey's Good Fight, um, Little Jumper Jerry, Lupe Fiasco's To Sue Over Youth. But yeah, this uh, this is Orange and uh, Jeremiah, Jeremiah J. The Night Took Us In Like Family album is very. It's dark, it's emotional, it's uh, not emotional and sad, but like it just, it dives deep into a, a vast, a vast number of emotions. It gives you a, a just a, a dark out. It reminds me also of um, the Roots Last Project album, and then, then Future Cousin. It reminds me of that because of the vibe to it. But uh, the lyricism by, by both is, is just very strong. Um... So definitely check that out. What else I want to talk about? Uh, oh, this morning I woke up and Janet Jackson released a video 
of uh, her, her, her single No Sleep. And it's featuring my main man, J. Cole. And J. Cole killed it, man. Killed it, man. I'm a big J. Cole fan. Big J. Cole fan. Because although like, when, he, like, when he talks, like, he does interviews and stuff, he gets very deep, very introspective. You can tell the man is very educated. And he's very... Um, he, just, he, he has a very proactive mind. And when he raps, it's not it's always... It doesn't always portray that mind that he um, that he that he shows off when he's talking. Uh, he, he's not very. He doesn't dive deep into that side when he raps it often. But you can tell the man can spit. He, can rap, he de- definitely definitely did his thing on the Jim Jefferson song. It's very laid back track. I can definitely see it in the Steppers Club, the Chicago Steppers dancing on that. Um, yeah, man, it's a dope song. I know him being. I think he's 29, 30 right now. He's like six, five or six years older than me. I know I couldn't imagine being around Jenna Jackson. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, yo, you, he's my generation. People of my generation know Jenna Jackson is bad. Like, she, yo, that's one, that's one beautiful lady. So, and she's like iconic. So, I'd, I'd be nervous just to be around her. So, I'd be like, big shout out to him for the way he uh, handled his, carried himself, handled himself in that video. Because, um, I guess he's playing her love interest in the video. I'm not sure how you, how you look at that. But yeah. When she said cold world, though, oh man. Come on, you ate it. <laughs> I'm saying, like, it's, like, it's only so much you gotta take. Like, one, signing Jay Z, that's cool. Getting Jay Z on the song, that's cool. Being on a being on the song and in the video with Jenna Jackson, Cole, you made it. <laughs> like, for real. I mean, man, that's a that's a that's a good look for the for the uh, for the for the guy. Also, I want to talk about <laughs> staying hip hop news, man. So there've been two interesting beefs that happened this week. Uh, this is the week of uh, what's, the, what's the first day of the week? Um, it's the week. It's today's twenty-four. So like, since this, this entire week, it's been two great beefs. First is Ghostface killing Action Bronson. Then it's Meek Mill and Drake, right? So the Ghostface killer and Action Bronson beat intrigued me the most. I'm a fan of both music. So one, uh, Action Bronson went on Sports Nation and they asked him the questions been asked a million times about um, what he kind of sounds like Ghostface killer. His music, his voice. His, uh, his tone kind of sounds similar to Ghostface Killer. Yeah, I think people will over, over, uh, overlook that. That's, that's just overanalyzed. I don't think he sounds that much like Ghostface. But people hear that similarity. And I don't know. So he's questioning about it often. And he went on to say, how much respect Ghostface? And on and on. And um, but he also like, did a little braggadocious line. He said, uh, he said something to the, to the sense of, yeah, but he can't make music like this anymore. Pretty much saying the record he just dropped, Mr. Wonderful, is a dope record. And even though he might sound like Ghostface to some, Ghostface isn't rapping the way he's rapping anymore. So saying Ghostface pretty much fell off. Now, our Ghostface interviews has been asked the same question about um, Action Bronson's uh, similar tone and voice. And Ghostface has always said, no, I mean, just it's it just the way he sounds. It's the sound. It's not, it's not biting my style. Ghostface went on to say in many interviews, I've witnessed it 
so I know he's always defended uh, Action's Action's voice. It's not him trying to bite Ghostface out. It's not a Gorilla Black Biggie thing, pretty much. So, <laughs> so Ghostface doesn't take uh, Action's comments lightly. Though. He did like a five-minute video rant <laughs> on YouTube, and man, was Ghost mad. Boy, Ghostface was heated. He was mad. Like, he was upset. Like, he was on some, I'm threatening to kill you stuff. I'm like, Ghost, you're almost 50 years old, man. Chill out. Chill out, Ghost. <laughs> I'm a big Ghostface fan. He's one of my top 10 rappers of all time. So, it's very entertaining to me to, to see him do this. But, at the same time, <laughs> it got to be all that serious. Oh man, he was upset. He was upset for real. Um, so I found out when humorous, more so than anything. But nothing's funnier than when a rapper or a celebrity gets into their feelings. When they start feeling some type of way. And Meek Mill was feeling some type of way. So, if you're unfamiliar with Meek Mill and his sensitivity, uh, <laughs> I think it was last year, whatever, his, his last album. He dropped it and he got really upset with his label mate Wale for not um, for not changing his Twitter avatar to a picture of Meek Mill's album. Like, he was upset, like he literally like was calling uh, Wale out of his name. He was disrespecting him like crazy, all because he didn't like tweet about his album. I'm like, what is wrong with this guy, right? They squashed that little beef. <laughs> so this time around, his album, uh, some, I think it's Dreams of something about, I don't know, some, some sort of dream thing he does, I don't know. It's a horrible album, by the way. Don't listen, do not listen to the album. If you don't listen to it, it's a waste of your time. I guarantee it. If you listen to an album that dropped recently, listen to The Orange and Jeremiah, and Jeremiah J, listen to Vince Staples, listen to anything, anything. Not me, Mills album. Oh boy, oh boy. Like I try to stay, I try to stay like up to date, especially with artists who are like in the limelight. I try to sit like just stay, stay current with their music. So I just just to just so I can keep the conversation going, just to be familiar with what's happening in music right now, or whatever. And there has not been an album that I've struggled to get through. As much as I struggle to get through Meek Mill's recent album, I can't think of an album that I struggle to get through more than like before Meek Mill's album. It was Lil Durk, Lil Durk's album. I struggled to get through. I struggled to get through. But Meek Mill's album, like I almost cut that album off after almost every song. I don't understand people love this guy so much. I don't. I don't see the hype. I don't get it. Like it's not like he a punchline. He's not, he's not a punchline rapper. He's not, he's not dropping like crazy metaphors and bars. He's not hitting you with anything lyrically stimulating. His flow is very dry. Like, he's the same flow every time. Like, I don't care about this. His delivery isn't anything special. He's always yelling at you. He's always talking about the same thing. His haters, what car he's driving, blah, 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 blah. Like, alright. Like, as much as I don't like his music. Rick Ross is a 10 times better rapper than this guy. This guy is so average, so mediocre, 
so mediocre mediocre. So anyway, Drake is on the album. And Drake's like one of the highlights of the album. And well he doesn't tweet about the album. Now if you go to Drake's Twitter, he doesn't tweet that much to begin with. He's um, doesn't seem like he's very active in social media, at least to my knowledge. Um but Meek Mill's very upset that Drake didn't tweet about the album. When Drake didn't change his avatar to the album cover, or he didn't tweet the, al- the album cover out. So, so Meek Mill goes on this like tirade, this rant on Twitter about how Drake doesn't write his own raps, how he's fake, how he's this, how he's that. And I'm like, man, ain't that your homie? <laughs> what? What just happened? I'm saying like, this guy right here is not loyal. Do not be a friend of McMill's, because if you don't tweet his album out, he is going to disrespect you in ways you would not even believe. What? Like, hip-hop is one of the, is probably the only genre. It is the only genre. That it is, is, it's a flaw. It is, uh, it's looked very, very down upon if you don't write your own lyrics. Because hip-hop isn't like, Singing, singing is a talent. Like you, if you can vocalize, that's a talent. If you can harmonize like that, that's a talent in itself. So the lyrics can be written by somebody else because, hey, my singing is what matters, right? Rapping, it's all about lyrics. Like, how are you a great rapper if you can't write your own lyrics, right? So for him to say that, it kind of discredits Drake, right? And then, my man Funk Flex, <laughs> he drops like this this leaked tape. He said he got for someone in Drake's camp of this guy Quentin Miller rapping um, a part of Drake's um, song Ten Bands, almost like it was a reference track for Drake to like to refer to, so Drake can lay his verse down. As if Quentin Miller wrote the track. I'm like, oh man. Oh. Huh. Maybe Drake ain't writing his lyrics. <laughs> and like, if you know me, if you know me, I'm not a Drake fan, but I'll tell you one thing, man. If Drake ain't writing his lyrics, that is hilarious. But that man be in his feelings. How could you not write lyrics that are so much about your emotions? Everything he makes is about his emotions. How your emotions fraudulent, dog? You got you got fraudulent emotions now? Come on, man. If someone if someone wrote Marvin's room for dude, he needs to be kicked out the game. That's some that's some Millie Vanilli stuff right there. Cause cause Marvin's room is what did it. Like I was a Drake fan, right? I was a Drake fan in 2000, 2007. I was a junior high school, I was 17. Drake, uh, I think he just came out with a uh, comeback season, and so far Gone was coming out also. Like, he had like a lot of music coming out. Like he was like the the buzz was crazy for Drake. The buzz was crazy. So I was a fan. He he he, he spit. You no, know, the singing thing wasn't as as um as regular, so it wasn't as annoying. And plus, in that time. Wasn't nothing else really out. It was just Drake, Kanye, and Wayne. 
on the mainstream front. So I was like, I guess I gotta listen to Drake because there's nothing else to listen to. So then he dropped his first album, and his first album was horrible. Like, it was a bad record. Like it was not good. It wasn't a good song. It wasn't good. Not one good song on the album. Nope. Can't tell. Nope. You're lying. If you said it's a good song on the album, you're lying. I guarantee you, if you go to a Drake concert right now, go to a Drake concert, I guarantee you, he don't perform out one song off that record. Not one. Nope. 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 Not that song either. The song with Jay-Z, horrible. The song with Jeezy, horrible. Nope. Not one good song on that album. Horrible album. Terrible. <laughs> Just awful. Second album, man. If you a dude and this is that album, my man, it's gonna be okay. Life will get better. You don't gotta be so sad all the time. Cause that is one sad album. It's so sad. It's so sad. Nothing was the same was a good album. That's the album I wanted Drake to drop a long time ago. That's the album I, that's the sound I want from Drake. Not too much singing. He's not being too tough on the record, trying to be tough. He's not He's, 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 he seems genuine on that on that record, and he's got he's, he has some substance on that album. I guess he's, he's showing he's showing not not like over emotion. He's showing that hey, I have topics, I have other subjects to talk about than my females and heartbreak and the struggle of growing up in Toronto, which no one buys as a struggle. Like, he he had a more more topic range. He had more catchy records. More records that, you know, I can listen to, I can listen to myself all the time. I can listen to all. That ain't true. That's all of me. That all of me song. I love that song. The song, um, Watch Behavior. I love that song. Good song. Good tunes. You know, a few records on it. Like, all right, Drake. There you go. Congratulations, right? The last album, didn't like it that much. I got a song, um, how about now though? You're up right now. And you're stuck right now. Yeah, they all pick it up back then. But how about now? The juice. So that's what you want from Drake. So you wanna tell me Drake ain't writing this man? Ain't no coming back from that. <laughs> like, it takes me like energy to forgive Jay-Z every time I hear Jay-Z. Because Jay-Z by Biggie. Biggie my man. Biggie's the greatest rapper ever. You know, it takes energy for me to say, oh man, you good, Jay-Z. But Jay-Z one of the greatest rappers ever. Jay-Z has classics. Drake has zero of those. So, it's hard to forgive, like, Drake if he comes out like, oh man, yeah, he wrote this. Like, if he just helped you with the idea of it, that's cool. Because someone tried to tell me earlier that Nas' brother, uh, Jungle, helped him write, well, Mike, I read the article, and you know, Jungle had like, a line, and... Nas kept that line and expanded to make the song. It was like the first line of the song, I guess. And Nas like just expanded upon that. Because I'm telling you right now, Nas is not my second favorite rapper of all time. My second, right behind me. If I found out that Nas did not write, Jesus died at age 33. That's 33 shots from twin guys, 16 to feast. That's 32, which means one of my one of my one of my Nas is hurt. Huh? How'd it go? Jesus died at age 33. That's 33 shots from twin guys, 16 apiece, that's 32, which means one of my one of my guns was holding 17, 27 with your crew, 6 one of you, 
If he ain't like that, if he ain't like that, I would've been very upset. Highly disappointed. So, yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. So make sure you guys go out, go check out that little orange and Jeremiah J album of uh, Metal Music Group. You can, walk, you can check it out on uh, Spotify. Uh, watch that J. Cole, Johnny Jackson video. It's very, very awesome. Very, very video, man. I'm proud, proud of Jackson coming back. I love Miss Jackson. I love you, Miss Jackson. Ooh, Miss Jackson. Ooh. J. Cole's in this thing. Big J. Cole fan. Going for that J. Cole Kendrick album still. <clears throat> Don't put it Dr. Jeremy, y'all. Don't put them, don't, don't do it to me. Don't do it. Don't do it. Uh, what else is out there I want to talk to you guys about? Yeah, I guess that's it. I guess that's it. I'm promising y'all I'm going to release the top 50 rappers of all time this one of these days. I want to give you guys as much content as possible, man. Food in the top 50 rappers list, man. I'm going to do a lot more content to this podcast. Build the ball. You can check the blog out www.justinpolk.com Also, check out my homies uh, from Pivot Gang, that's Seba, MFMLO, John Walt, Joseph Chilliams. Check all those guys out. We put their links to so hear their music in my SoundCloud. You can also check out uh, my homie uh, Kirk Cohiba. He's, he's releasing music. He's building his own brand. Uh, a lot of entertainment. You guys, you guys have made this podcast, you know, I'm trying to build my brand, comedy media, so you see I'm, I'm, I'm around a bunch of hardworking individuals, we grinding to do better, we want to make better content in this industry, we're working hard at it, man, so make sure you stay tuned for more, me and all my audience. Until next time, JP, and I want to say one more last thing, man, let's stop the violence, no matter the base. You know, I'm tired, of, I'm tired of hearing my people dying. Um, it's, it's, it's a sad reality, and we gotta, we gotta make a change somewhere, somewhere down the line. And hopefully, that change comes soon. But uh, man, man, Gail Scott Heron said, the revolution will not be televised.